everybody. I cannot believe it. This is episode 100 of the Utah Royals FC show. Uh, I'm Virtue. I, th- I think I said that already. Uh, <laughs> oh, I I knew I shouldn't have led. I knew I shouldn't have led. Um, anyways, I've got Cindy and Lucas here with me. How are you two? I am good. Can I play you the favorite part of my of the episodes we've done? Okay, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Let's see if we can hear it. Do you remember that, Lucas? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I did not think I would ever hear that sound again. Anyway, I believe it was like episode 90-something um, we talked about. Was it that recently? Yeah, it was like this summer. And uh, yeah, I was kind of in shock that you didn't like it. And I was very excited. So anyway, just wanted to say that was, I think I was trying to think of what my favorite episode moment. And I think that was it. Hmm. Hmm. That is truly astonishing. That's your favorite episode moment. (laughs) So many cool things have happened on the show. And that's what you pick. Yep. Yep. There's others, but that one that one stands out in my mind as pretty funny. Oh, and there was the time that I tried to do a Spanish accent and it didn't go very well. Oh yeah, that was really uh, that was really good. We yeah. had a lot of laughs with Ryan mm. early in the show. Like I I think before we got super serious, there were just a lot of random things. <laughs> was we're the not- Spanish accent part of that? No. That was like again me and Lucas. I was trying to. It was actually recent too, probably like springtime. Oh okay, okay. Hmm. But we're not that serious. Come on. Yeah, that's fair. But when but when you said Spanish accent, it reminded me of the time when Lucas. This was way before you, and I don't even think you were in the Slack channel at that point. Um, Cindy, I think you were there, but I remember Ryan and I we're going to do a whole episode in an Australian accent because the W league was starting. You were there for that. that, I think that might've been my first episode. (laughs) And I remember getting on YouTube and looking up how to do an Australian accent. And I learned a lot. Like when you say the word like the I becomes like an OI sound and you do like this inflection up. So it becomes like, and uh, but I could never string together more than like one or two words in a row. And so I just gave up. <laughs> I think I do remember that. And I was like, oh, please don't let this happen. Yeah, that was wild. That would have been a terrible episode if we did the whole thing. <laughs> none of us were good at it. We wanted to be. I'm sure we would have been banned by the Australian Association Footballers Club. Yeah, they are powerful in the podcasting world. For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's it's really weird to think of where we've come, and yeah. For the for the listeners, we had a lot of ideas as to what we we wanted the show to look like. For a long time, it was going to be an interview, um, a couple different interviews, and those didn't didn't really work out. But it it sort of kind of came full circle because I think that spending an episode obviously talking about what the show's designed to do which is you know talk about utah royals but 
just sort of reminisce on some of those those favorite moments and to really sort of thank some people as to that really sort of made the show possible. I think that that would be the the best way to actually do episode 100 justice mm-hmm. rather than um you know just just go and and do an interview um so i guess we should probably start there with with folks who actually made this this podcast a reality i remember one day a couple probably two and a half years ago jake simons put out a tweet and they were like with the rsl show and hey we wanted to start a podcast and i was like hey i'm in i messaged you cindy Mm -hmm. i messaged ryan and it was like okay let's do this and then we put it together and then we talked to matt montgomery super quickly and he's like yeah i'm all in you know you can post on the site and it just sort of (laughs) took off from there and here we are a hundred episodes later but Mm -hmm. a ton a ton of gratitude out to jake and the rsl show people who made this happen at the start Obviously, Matt at RSL Soapbox. Um, one of my favorite interviews on this show was Trey Fitzgerald. I think that may have been like episode 25. Because for a long time, especially when we were trying to get off the ground, I, I was thinking so many times to myself, like, why am I doing this? I have so many things going on my on in my life. There's like less than 100 people listening per episode, maybe like 40 or 50. And it just felt like a really sort of pointless and unappreciated project and i feel like that interview with trey really sort of reinstated that even if it is kind of a lot of jokes (laughs) that we brought coverage and that that coverage was important especially as uh especially as the team was sort of getting founded uh, mm-hmm. Some other folks that I think we definitely have to thank is uh, Marcus for the logo designing it. I think he did a first school project or something, and it was just a random DM, and he threw it around. And was like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome!" So we ran with it. Um, obviously, our buddy Ryan Kelly, who was involved with so so many shows before his life got really really crazy, and then obviously the meningitis and the strokes, and we're gonna we need to do a a better job of finding ways to, I guess, support him and try to get him involved in the show, possibly get, get some updates, try to work on that. We have time. Um, obviously RJ from backline soccer and who does a little bit of stuff with soapbox was, was one of the most brilliant soccer minds that I know and really uh, sort of took the show, I think to the next level. Uh, and made us care more about other teams than the NWSL and other things that were happening, uh, particularly in pertaining to the World Cup. She really kicked me into gear and made made you know international women's soccer important to me. Uh, RJ's fantastic, obviously. I, I don't even know how many pod, podcasts she's associated with now. I think she just launched a new one. Is that correct? Yeah, uh... it's with... Um... I know Ian is involved. Um, I think Rachel Krieger's involved, and uh, oh gosh, that other dude—I forget his name. Um, she was—he was just on one of the Backland podcasts. But yeah, so they've got a new project going too. Yeah, they do some great stuff over there. 
and then obviously Megan, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to get started with Megan, but Megan is also one of those people who's not as involved anymore in in the show just because there's a million cool. things going on in her life. She's too cool. Yeah. She's has internships with newspapers and going mm. to, to college, but she's a wonder kid of the, the show and the site. She, mm-hmm. she is. She's gonna, I mean, how long is it going to be before she gets like a big job with like <laughs> ESPN or something or the athletic? Cause Tomorrow. that's going to happen in her life. Like that. There's yeah. no way that that's not going to happen in her life. True. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think another section of people that we should definitely thank. And honestly, there are way too many people and we're going to miss some, uh, but I just want to like highlight some of the listeners. Cause even now this podcast and less so for me, but cause I'm very thankful for Lucas and Cindy cause they are now carrying the brunt of the work. Um, but there was a, a long period of time where I were, was putting in, a lot of hours that I didn't have to the podcast and I was just burning out and it was really hard because you look at how many people are listening and you look at engagements and you're always sort of having conversations about like, why is this even worth it? You know, going to all this effort, if not a gigantic amount of people listen to the podcast or you're not getting as many people listening as, as you would like, but there's a lot of people who have just been, diehards for us and that means the world um stockton my guy i think everybody loves stockton am i right you are right yeah good dude stockton is such a good dude um he likes hand egg though which is kind of weird but (laughs) i don't understand that yeah he's a uh like texas longhorns fan or whatever right i think it's philadelphia eagles yeah Oh, it's the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys is his team. For sure. It's definitely the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and that is on record on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's inaccurate. Or it was a joke. I don't know. No, it's uh, accurate. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Peggy, who has also been listening since day one. I met Peggy in person once. Super cool. Listens to every episode. Asks a ton of questions. Um, is a teacher that's a super important job mm. especially like in this day and age and i think with people going back to school uh and i don't mean to get on my high, high horse but especially as we transition to the fall like people politicians like listen to teachers and their concerns about the coronavirus and keeping students safe and yeah. yada 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 anyways this is going to take forever if we go like one by one talking about individual mm. people um but amanda Melly, luke sarah Alyssa, josh ritterhoff josh dank the royal bruins i actually don't know the royal bruins's name the royal and, bruins yeah no no do i but like i always like their stuff on on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. Uh, Whoever you are, mystery person, shout out. (laughs) Nick B, Stephanie Boston, Carly, uh, you don't know, Yacht Ship, uh, Christina and Nick. um, And I have to throw out Scott Parkinson because obviously he's not in the organization anymore, but he was dutifully listening to every episode for the longest time. 
there are so many people who have listened to this podcast and really we the show would be nothing without people listening right because otherwise it's just us getting together and talking for hours which we kind of do before we hit record <laughs> anyways i i think y'all would agree to that but um thank you to everyone who's listened and you know if you if you do listen and a lot and we haven't included you in this list because obviously we're gonna miss some people but uh like we want to hear for you hear from you reach out to us let us know that you exist yada 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 um yeah there's also a ton of players that we've met on the show Mm. so many and people Mm -hmm. in the organization it's kind of been incredible do either one of you sort of want to want to go through that list and maybe talk about some of those those interviews that really stood out to you yeah um i yeah, we've had Abby Smith four times. Is it really four times? I was trying to... I did yeah. one. So, yeah, the first one was that long-lost episode. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then immediately after, we released, like, a current one with her. Okay. Um, And then she came on in January, and we just, like, caught up about the W League because she was playing for Western Sydney mm. Wanderers, and... Mm she was super honest about what it was like to not play for the Royals at all in 2019, which was really interesting. Yeah. And then she came on earlier this week and just, you know, we chatted about life within the tournament, within the bubble and, um, you know, her perspective on um, everything that's going on in the country and with the black lives matter movement. Uh, mm-hmm. That was I think Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's a, uh, she's a rock star. Really appreciate having her on so many times. Yeah. Yeah, so that's right. Four times, and she's always really kind, and I like Abby Smith a lot. Uh, Taylor Leach, which uh, Lucas, I believe, did interviewed. I think a lot of these, uh, Lucas, you have been doing the job there with interviewing. Talk to Craig. More recent ones, huh? Yeah, yeah. more recent ones, I think. But all you guys, I didn't realize because I put this list together, like how many interviews the show was done and so many of these were you guys back in the day yeah i mean kendall johnson was i think the very first one um at the time she was a practice player back in 2018 with the royals she her career ended because of a concussion and she's still trying to get that go i mean i she's retired now obviously but um Lola Banta, which I believe Virtue did. Yeah, that was my first interview. And honestly, Lola was great. Mm. We had just launched the podcast and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to a celebrity. Like, this is so awkward. I'm going to mess things up. <laughs> and Lola was just so great. It's awful because we, I keep telling her and she keeps being interested and in wanting to come back on the podcast. And it hasn't happened. And it's been like, I'd have to go and check, but I think it's been like 85 episodes or something and uh, it will happen soon. It will. Happen I remember, soon. I remember really enjoying that interview. Yeah. She's awesome. She's really, yeah. really energetic. Yeah. She's so funny. Uh, Gunny, Taylor Lido, Laura Harvey. Gosh, we had Laura Harvey here. Brittany Radcliffe, Daniel Haslam and Carla. Uh, I loved, sorry, I, I don't want to like 
cut y'all off. But I have mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. I love that interview with Carla and Daniel so much. Was so that much. around? Sorry, was that around the Equality podcast? Yeah, that was okay. for uh, International Women's Day. I think it was la- last year or the year before. Episode 50. Okay. Is what that was. And that was just... That was just a great experience. And Carla is so smart. And so is Dan. Mm. Just two smart, wonderful people. That was a a great interview. Two interviews, actually, because I think we split it up. But yeah. Yeah, that one was cool. Uh, Scott Parkinson, which we've talked about. Alex Arlitt, Roscoe, and Skyler. Those two were really fun. I miss Roscoe. So funny. Such a fun guy so much yeah i'm super glad he landed as like a creative director for the orlando like yeah sc organization so he's doing stuff with the pride and orlando sc and the mls like seems like a great fit for him curious how things are right now I, he might be in the bubble up for mls but oh yeah pretty pretty good dude yeah and obviously skyler really those two just like their relationship their like friendship is just so yeah. funny Dynamic I had a duo. yeah dynamic duo. I had a a couple opportunities to you know hang say like sit by them and hang out with them on the sideline when I was there for games and um they're so funny they're so funny <laughs> and then Rachel Corsi that was a good one too yeah just a lot of we've you know people know of the show people are aware and it's kind of cool that these player staff, they know that there is a show and that covers them specifically and they listen, which is kind of daunting sometimes. I think I was more daunted. The, I think the first, I think the first show I was like, Oh my goodness, they're actually listening. I got to say the right things. And I'm like, eh, uh, I'm not like as daunted, but it's still kind of cool. But yeah, good job guys. Um, a lot of cool people who yeah yeah I, I think for me like i i really liked every interview that i've been a part of i think i said that on twitter was just probably my favorite part of the show it has been these interviews um like michelle maimon was super fun to talk to just mm. so like relatable and like chill and upbeat um abby smith every time has been fantastic it was really fun to talk to her this week um like Talking to Nikita, we did a really long interview in yeah um, in Seattle. I think it was like two hours or something. <laughs> and we talked for like an hour before and a couple hours after. And she is just so great. Um, yeah. If you don't know her, she's a photographer. Um, I just try to take as many recommendations from her because I feel like Nikita, Roscoe, and you, Cindy, are probably the three photographers I look at most. And, oh. you know, like you guys are all super solid and so uh it was really fun to talk to Nikita but she was just <laughs> yeah why is that so funny I'm crying <laughs> congrats on Nikita getting the doctorate too like that yeah oh yeah big time doctor Do- Nikita please no, no no doctor crypto banana now <laughs> <laughs> um her, her handle on Instagram I think is crypto banana and she had a really funny story I think that was in the podcast about she want she kept meaning to change it to sound more professional and then like um 
Megan Rapino like started following her and like mm-hmm. was like appreciate all your work banana or something like that <laughs> and she's like well I can't change it now if like Megan Rapino knows me as crypto banana <laughs> so it stayed which is really fantastic so great yeah. I also really loved the interview with um Stephanie Lee um but she's a person who had always worked either kind of under or with um Laura Harvey and she shared a lot about you know their interactions and just such a unique unlike a player you know which there's a lot of players out there there aren't very many general managers super fascinating to hear about what she does um about what game day is like for her 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 interactions with the players like I felt like she was really honest and open in that interview and to me that was a really like I just loved learning about that myself and I hope people enjoyed listening to that yeah without a doubt there's been so many good interviews so many good interviews i know in addition to abby i really really loved um talking to ariel ship and Brittany ratcliffe for Brittany, we've had on three times and she was just absolutely fantastic such just like a open human being that's just sort of willing to talk about things and in what it's like in in the locker room and all those interactions were really really great i think uh her willingness to talk about her acl injury too was like that was really cool to sort of get in and and, and live in that world and see the mental aspect of what that was like same with alex arlett i think you know actually alex arlett might be my most favorite interview i think just because it was so sad at the end Mm -hmm. and that emotion like really stuck with me that you have this dream your body is doing weird things you don't know what's wrong with your body no one can diagnose what's wrong with your body and so you have to just give it up that was just crazy to me. That one really, really stuck with me. Cindy, did you do that one with me, I think? No, I think it was just you. Either just you or it might have been Megan. I think it was me and Megan, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Who uh, who did I do Rachel Corsi with? That was a fun one. She was like playing Jenga mm-hmm. with uh, her Canberra teammates in in. There's like a half an hour time difference between Canberra and like the other section of Australia. And so we totally got the timing wrong, not by an hour, but by a half hour. And so, yeah, she was like, hang on, I have to like finish like wrapping up playing Django with my teammates. Uh, (laughs) They were just all in, I think, a hotel somewhere getting ready for like a a game in a game somewhere. I think. Yeah. No, it would have had to have been Canberra. But yeah, that was that was really funny. Yeah, that was over like think close to Thanksgiving uh, because I was home with my family. And I think it was you, Ryan, and Megan who did the interview. And you guys did like a really weird time because you had to match her time. Yeah. 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 It was something like that. It was something yeah. like that. Erica Timrak was was also really really awesome. Great human being there. There's been so many guys. Like wow. 
yeah, it's like I said, it's been really cool just to know and that players know about it and want to be a part and yeah, it, it's been really cool even just to highlight those lesser known players, you know, like a Kendall Johnson or, you know, people that don't really get a lot of the spotlight. Um, I think that's what I appreciate is that um, we get, you know, the show gives them time to be known or share their experiences. So, yeah, I'm absolutely with you because I think that so much of, you know, women's soccer coverage is like the Kelly O'Hara's or the Kristen Press's or the Becky Sauer runs, but it's these non-U.S. women national team allocated players that really sort of tie the league together. And to know the sacrifices that like they have to go to, particularly because their paycheck isn't a larger one from the Federation. You know, a lot of them are just getting by on like $20,000 and having to figure it out with moving and finding out last minute that they're being traded. And there's just so much to it that you just wouldn't know. But on that note, as a teaser, we will likely have some national team players coming up. Right. Yes. I shouldn't have said that. It's in the works. It might be happening. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we've been trying that for, 100 episodes (laughs) yes but it's gonna happen so that's the teaser yeah i think think. sure yeah why not let's do it we're 100 years old now we can do whatever we want we are we are but you you guys don't don't remember that one thing about the one okay okay yeah sure yeah yeah no i i I, we're on the same page here okay 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 (laughs) um any last thoughts on just on just people we've had on the podcast? It's just super cool. It's super yeah, cool. I mean, I've really enjoyed interacting with you two a lot and you know, Megan as well. Um, it's been nice, like it feels like hanging out with you guys, and that's been a lot of fun for me. It is. I can't forget the most important part of it is us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me grab my Kleenex. Hold on, I'm okay. I'm really grateful t- to know you two, and honestly, everyone that that we've had co-host with us, it's been an awesome experience, and I've learned a lot about life and just random things. Like uh, photography is like a really just like random thing that I didn't really appreciate and realize as an art until you two were talking about it. And it's like, wow, this is a thing, you know, and that's just my ignorance, but both of you are just absolutely wonderful and lovely people as are everyone else. Right. We should probably get moving before this gets too sappy. <laughs> I agree. It's been, yeah. Like I think, I I publicly was like, Lucas is supposed to become a really good friend. And that's true. And virtual too. Like, I feel, I feel like, you know, we're not just writing about soccer. Like, it really does feel like a very close-knit community. Um, And that's really special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. shall we talk about some actual footy (laughs) i suppose (laughs) 
Let's do it. All right. I'm going to let one of you two take the reins on this one. Lucas, please share. Please. This is you. This is you. This is you. All right. So we had two games that we're now going to review. And both have the same (laughs) scoreline. Um... Yeah, so Utah Royals uh, played uh, OL Rain or Ye Old Rain, as I like to call them, and no one has acknowledged it's being funny. Um, it's really funny. No one has told it's me that, really and I need funny. that validation. <laughs> but um, where, where did that come from? I don't know, me being dumb, I think it's uh... a. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know. All right. Just... I think I thought for a long time that it was old rain, not OL rain. Uh, and so in my head, I was always like, ye old rain. Because um, that's how my mind works. Anyhow, um, yeah, so there were some good things in this game. It felt like the Royals um, showed some decent attacking promise, especially in the second half. Um, but I'd be curious to hear maybe, Cindy, what, what are your thoughts on you know, maybe what what went wrong in this game? Which one? All of them? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the rain game. Yeah. Uh, I It was like a reflection. You know when you have like a flashback of something that was like bad and then you're like, oh, I remember that time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they remind this game reminded me of. It was like a reflection of the days where they just could not score at all. Um, yeah, and I and and it was yeah. I think I texted Lucas and I was like, I feel like I'm watching like a rewind of some show from the past. It's like a ghost just came back to haunt us. Um, I think. It, uh, they yeah it's like it definitely was a reminder of those days of like oh look there's a chance oh can't finish oh can't get the goal um that's now why why is that why why aren't they they've def- they certainly created chances why aren't yeah. they finishing yeah, I don't know. And I remember Ryan McDonald from Desert News asked um, Craig if they had been working on finishing and this and that. And, and uh, you know, they did. But, I, you know, if you think – I mean, the first opportunity that I remember was like, oh, that's totally a goal, was Michelle Maimon. Um, mm-hmm. Michelle Maimon's a defender. So I'm like, I think it was well, just – yeah. Not by – but, I mean, she did play midfield mm-hmm. in a – and uh in the attack in college mm. so that's true yeah Never she mind. did blast that over you know over the goal pretty far but that's just one opportunity mm-hmm. that's true never mind i take that back um but, but then there was but another like, chance yeah. sorry go ahead no there was just like and i just just okay here's here's i think and this is for the, we can probably talk about Utah, Chicago, but I think I like Craig. And if he is listening, I'm sorry, Craig, but um, you got to start Sierra King. I don't know why you just won't start her. Um, I was hopeful that by scoring a goal in the first game and 
you know, making her presence that she had earned her spot. But I think we need Ciara King up there as a starter. I'm not entirely sure why she's not getting a start. But you're also uh, virtual. You're kind of confused about Gabby Vincent not playing. So, yeah, it's I don't. I don't know what it is because there has been I really like how there's been rotation and I think that's needed in a tournament like this one not only because you have heavy legs but two I think with coming into a new team new roster you know from a coaching perspective it should all be about sort of evaluating the talent that you have so I guess I'm just sort of surprised that there's not more rotation in certain areas so like that would absolutely be people like king right that that would be people like vincent i'm just really sort of puzzled as to why those types of things aren't happening because yes they're young players but you know it's not a young player issue when like kate Fava is mm-hmm. played in i think every game if not three of the four mm-hmm. yeah i think it's three of the four but um Wait, did she play at all for against Chicago? I don't think she did. She started. Yeah, she did. Against Chicago? Mm-hmm. No, she did. Uh, Delfava? Yeah. Maybe not. No, she yeah, didn't. She... Right. It was Corsi, Leach, and Diallo in the back line. Oh, you're right. I'm stupid, guys. <laughs> don't say that. You're not stupid. You're, no, let's not say those words, Virchow. Um To be fair... <laughs> I've had like three hours of sleep. Oh, okay. So that's my I, excuse. I feel like the defensive issues to me don't feel that bad. I'd like the three back system. I think the imperfections there are kind of acceptable as the new system. They're learning it. But to me, it feels like the same problem. They, the team has always had in scoring goals. It's true. I, yeah. It's Yeah. You know, obviously against Chicago, you don't have Vero starting. You don't have A-Rod in there at all. Um, Like, you have to wonder how different this team looks if you have Desiree Scott come back. I don't know if that's even on the table. Craig keeps saying she's game to game. Um, She's in Winnipeg, so it's not happening. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, she could fly back, quarantine for a week, and win off the final. Um but yeah like um it can't be just without Kristen press this team falls apart no no but it kind of seems to be what's happening <laughs> i mean i just don't know if the backup attackers are just at the level to like replace her yeah yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, the defending is not the problem. I think, you know, past the first game um, where they gave up three goals, I think they have done significantly well um, in the defensive side. But, you know, the def- if the defense can only do so much if your team isn't scoring goals, mm-hmm. um, I mean, often, so. Yeah, I don't know. I S- something happened where they just don't have the personnel. Um, I think also, 
I do remember, like, I feel like A-Rod in the Seattle game, Tacoma rain game, I feel like I didn't see much of her. Like, she was not a threat. Mm -hmm. And I think they just did a really good job of making sure she did not get the ball. Um, I don't remember the Chicago game very well, but. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like Chicago played a lot better game than the yeah. rain did. The rain, I didn't think were particularly good, but mm-hmm. Boster came on and really played well. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. you know, um, she had a few chances that she was a part of or created. And that to me was the game changer. And that comes at the expense of if you had finished some chances earlier then. It kind of doesn't matter or it's, you know, a definitely different story. Mm-hmm. I think, Cindy, you were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think you're so spot on about the aspect of the game against the rain was a completely different Royals team. Like it was mm-hmm. back to how we were before. It was flat. It was boring. And mm-hmm. I don't know what that comes down to. I don't know if it comes down to matchups or if it comes down to uh, players just not gelling with each other but like that that game was so drastically different compared to the previous two games and mm-hmm. i don't think it was because the rain were good i think it was we were just bad mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I mean, it was a weird game i i do think they 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 i think they played okay i think they created some good opportunities at the half, though, there's also a triple substitution like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you take out Corsi, Mamon, and Nolf, and that is a really different team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Chicago, to me, felt like they were under the gun a bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Chicago is the game I've watched more recently, so it's a little fresher. Yeah. Well, I thought... What? Mm-hmm. I thought that Chicago, the Chicago game sort of illustrated that um, maybe it may not be as much of an uh, attacking problem because I thought, or it could be an attacking problem, but I don't know if it's an instance of bad pieces because I thought that like, uh, I thought ship was great. I thought that there were some opportunities there and it was just a, you know, that sort of last patch pass or that last touch type of dealio. I mean, I think that uh, other sort of um, in our full strength roster, more, uh, Ross, uh, you know, bench players like, like Brit- Brittany Ratcliffe, I thought that uh, they definitely have a spot on the team to be mm-hmm. uh, potentially an attacker. I think particularly in, in, in the first two games, but so while, while going back to the question of is Kristen press replaceable, she definitely isn't, but I think the pieces are there. It's just not clicking. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe you need one more piece to add to it or, or, or a couple more pieces, but I don't think that it's, below average if that makes sense Mm -hmm. okay i i think there's also reality that there are a couple pretty big players being lined up i've even heard some other names they were pursuing 
that would have made this team significantly better. But mm-hmm. we're also in the middle of a global pandemic. That really changed signings. Um, for sure. And what I've heard like does kind of give me hope for next season um, or possibly the season after, depending on how our country chooses to act responsibly or not. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, so I'm curious to hear from, from you two. What do you think of um, a few, a few players like ship Diallo, Delfava and Nolf are kind of the ones that um, I, yeah, the ones that I think I'm specifically curious to hear about what you think of. I, I think the answer is that they've proven that they can hang. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that they're going to be your first choice on any championship winning roster, but I think that the depth is there that may have not been there before. And maybe that's just a perception thing because we're actually seeing that depth in a tournament like this. But I don't know. I think either way they, they have proven that they can hang and they can come in and overtake someone who is clearly sort of aging and, you know, mm. hasn't returned from injury as well as you would hope in someone like Taylor Lytle, you know, not to yeah. call out names yeah. or anything, but yeah, no, I think that's how it is. Yeah. Cindy. Yeah. I, I, um, I agree with Richard. I think they're showing that they are, you know, a fresh look into like um, what could happen if they keep developing. Um, I think Del Faba is, I think she's been really solid. Um, And she has impressed Craig Harrington because he spoke very highly of her. Um, Yeah. So did Corsi. Corsi, like. Yeah really seeing her praise in one of those uh, uh, media conferences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think out of those three, definitely Del, Del Faba has the potential to, you know, she's already been, she's already started. I know Nolf did as well, but um, yeah, I, so, so far I think they've doing a good job of hanging in there and, Give them a couple, you know, a year, a full season, and, and they're going to be the players to keep an eye out for. And, I mean, that's exactly why Utah Royals FC has shifted their um, perspective of we got to focus on the younger players because, you know, Corsi's not going to play forever. O'Hara's not going to play forever. You you got to move beyond your older established players to kind of develop those players and especially bringing Harrington who came from that system in Chicago where they built a lot of those younger players. I mean, Casey short was not like, um, yeah, Casey short, Vanessa DiBernardo, who was it? Color Prico. They were all like straight off college and, um, Chicago did a good job of developing those players. And that's what you want. You want to build those younger players so they can be, the bigger names in the NWSL, you know, beyond the U S national team players. So that's one of the things that I think is so cool. And I'm so excited to see because our team is, it was older last year, but Mm -hmm. it's still a super old team. 
And to be brutally honest, and I know other folks in the Wessel world have said this, mm-hmm. but like some of the specifically the Kristen press trade, like Laura Harvey kind of drained future assets dry. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think playing a bunch of old players who are good and could potentially win now, you know, doesn't super help doesn't help as much that sort of development aspect mm-hmm. outside of um you know, Vincent and Maimon who got a few games. So I think mm-hmm. it's really, really refreshing to see what these younger players can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, it builds a lot of excitement. I think it also, especially with the expansion draft coming up, because mm-hmm. obviously we know there's going to be one expansion team. There's like, a slight, slight, slight potential apparently that there could be a second expansion team. Probably won't happen, but we know in 2021 like it's very, very likely that there will be another expansion. So I think that knowing and sort of being able to take and see like, okay, these are the older players. This is what they've been able to contribute historically. And then, okay, here are these young guns and like, we're just sort of figuring out what we can do. Cause you know, we've got college film, but that's kind of it sort of be able to take those together and ultimately sit down and go, okay, like this is how we're going to build out the roster when our roster is going to be stripped from us because we're going to have multiple years of expansion. I think that's huge. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think there also is an important factor that there is now allocation money in the league. Um, and Utah hasn't used any of theirs um, other than for a trade. Um, and so they've got, they're sitting on a good amount of money that they can use. Um, and I don't think those players would be um, eligible for um, the expansion draft. Pretty sure about that super weird if they were if you're like oh we brought in this team this player from europe and gone (laughs) um but yeah i mean next the next year or two are going to be kind of wild and hopefully we get more of those that the league is growing i think that's kind of a good problem on a macro level that the league is growing there's expansion you see this in major league soccer all the time to the point where you know if you're real salt, like you kind of just get overlooked every time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, any more, th- any other thoughts on, um, uh, that rain game? No, only that it's the worst to lose in the 91st minute. Yeah. Second worst is losing in the 85th. Um, That's true. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, Kayla O'Hara came on. Um, mm. What did you guys think of, of her, you know, her minutes on the field? She kind of gave up that goal a little bit, <laughs> if I remember right. So I rewatched that like four or five times. She does get out jumped. It's hard because um, uh, Casey Short has a good three or four inches on her. Um, and it seems like she jumps about a half second too soon because short definitely jumps after. And you kind of wonder, is that, is that a goal that Smith could have done better with? Um, it's near post, but they're pretty close. Like you'd have to react Mm -hmm. pretty fast to get that. I think Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I'm with you on that. I think Kelly's it would not, be really hard to save. It's probably Kelly's responsibility. She's also not the tallest defender. And so when you're going up against someone taller for a header like that, it's it's a tough challenge. Yeah, I've actually been kind of I, – I think Craig has obviously decided to go with Abby Smith um, for, I mean, three games, I believe. Has she started the past three games? Yeah. Three only. out of the four, yeah. Uh, Barney started against um, uh, the rain. Yeah. So definitely um, I think Craig is favoring Smith. And I think he did say that if I remember correctly that he, at uh, the media call the other day that he's he thinks that Smith is the one that's – this isn't what he – I'm paraphrasing, but um, he's been impressed with Smith. But I, I do think that the goalkeepers are struggling a little bit. Um, not too much, but I think they've made some decisions that you're like, eh. Um, I think even the, the goal against Rain, I think Barnhart got beat a little bit there. So mm-hmm. I- that, that's, that's just me, though. On that note, though, I'm so glad that Abby's getting minutes. And mm-hmm. part of that's because, obviously, she's an amazing human being. We know her. But also, to be the starter and to have a couple bad performances, to have that taken away from you, to not play for over a year, like over a full season and a chunk of games, and then to go to Australia and sort of find your groove and then come back and get that start, I think is so, so huge. Uh, but then another aspect of it is that it goes back to that youth building aspect, you know, like Nicole Barnhart is going to be 39 years old this fall. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like ageism to me. <laughs> yeah. How could you? <sighs> Becky, how could you? <laughs> Classic episode. <laughs> That's yeah. on episode 89. <laughs> I actually don't know that. It's around um, there. It's pretty close yeah. to that. Yeah. So. Actually, if we've got to talk about the most heartbreaking podcast ever to record, it was that one. Yeah. That was that was a bummer to talk about. I mean, Nash- we knew that was coming, so that helps soften the blow at least. See, and I'm pissed you didn't tell me because I needed at least a week to cry in advance. Oh. It's okay. okay. I wasn't pissed. I was just extra sad. Oh, I was going to say, Lucas, how could you? I'm sorry, you guys. It's <laughs> on me. <laughs> okay, um, the Becky How Could You episode is episode... Oh, how dare you, Becky. Episode 89. Wow. Nice job. Wow. It's just... It's deep in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we can... Let's move on. Yeah. Please. Um... Richo, it looks like you had a couple notes jotted down for this game. Anything else you want to speak to? Yeah. Um, I was really excited to see Leech because, you know, we hadn't really seen her. Um, mm-hmm. And so getting injured was su- super bummer. But I got to say, I think Elizabeth Ball is going to be a starter in this league for a mm-hmm. very, very long time. And I think of all the players on our team that 
I just haven't, you know, seen a full season of, I think she's the one that I'm the most excited about. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I like Paula. a lot. You're right. She's, yeah, she's good. She just knows, who was it she was defending? Gosh, what was that game? It was a game, obviously, but just watching her, like, her patience, she didn't, like, stab right away to try to get the ball. Like, she was so patient, and, ah, man, I'm trying to remember. But she was just so patient in her marking and defending, and that, you know, did not allow the attacker to, like, get past her. Like, she kept her outside, like, the the goalpost, and it was – the only other choice this attacker had to do was take a shot. And obviously it went like outside the net. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you can tell she, she's one of those players that you can very, very easily tell that not only is she very skillful, but she also has a super, super mm-hmm. high soccer IQ. And that's incredibly exciting. We are definitely fangirling Elizabeth Ball. We are. We're we are. <laughs> She's um, pretty good. Another thing on Kelly O'Hara is so, like you said, Lucas, like, yeah, she, she's definitely short. And it really, really sucks to lose two games when you're either in extra time or really close to extra time. And so mm-hmm. I'm bummed about the goal. I'm bummed that, you know, because you don't know what could have happened. But ultimately, I think at the end of the day, I'm okay with Kelly O'Hara sort of giving that goal up if it means that she got those minutes to go ahead and kick butt in the knockout rounds. Yeah, I think, honestly, my next question is, do these losses really matter? We've made it out of the group stage. We did! preliminary round. No, I think... uh, I mean, obviously it matters for seeding, but I think mentally, the only game that really matters is if you the can. The next one. Oh, well, sorry. if you can isolate the momentum from that Houston game, because that's who who you're playing, you know. Obviously, the scoreboard says that that was a draw, but I think in every respect, that game was a win due to the way that it ended and the way that the team sort of transformed after halftime. So mm. even though the last two games were, I think it was definitely a little bit of a digression. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are exciting things to look forward to about the, the Houston game. Um, once North Carolina beats Portland, you know, never, <laughs> never mind. We'll throw that out the door, but we'll worry about that if we get there. Um, can someone remind me? I just can't remember who was the one team to beat North Carolina in 2018. Utah Royals have seen. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, it Oof. happened. So they can do it. Yeah. They Amazing. can do it. Um, I would still like to avoid Carolina at all costs. Yeah, so come on, you Timbers. <laughs> or not Timbers, Thorns, excuse me. Come uh, on, you Timbers. PT. FC. PT. Oh Please cut F- this out, Lucas. <laughs> Um, no, this is the best part of the show. Becky's Beat. out for the tournament, right? Yeah. She played uh, one. She, she went home. She went home, okay. Well, at least that way, if we play them, I won't have to get sad all over again. So, That's true. like, 
there's sort of a silver lining to her getting injured, even though she's the best human on the planet. I know. I saw that, and a part of me was like, aw. And then another part of me was like, ah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We learned a little bit about Cindy today. My goodness. (laughs) She's just saying what I didn't want to say. But but the bigger part of me was like, oh, poor Becky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just looking back in these games, it's okay if their losses, honestly, as long as Craig is figuring things out. Um, at one point, I feel like he said that he's kind of treating these as preseason games, and that is okay. In my estimation, like if you can learn about the team and experiment in a competitive kind of meaningful environment where there's really not a ton of consequences, really none outside of seeding and maybe mentality. Um, it's awesome that so many players got some time and looks like, yeah, we would have liked to see um, a couple more get some minutes, but a lot of players did get get time, including both keepers, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to the dash, if you guys are comfortable with that. Yes, yes um, I am. So it's a Dash Clash replay of their opening day. <laughs> and I'm you so said it. You actually that. said it. <laughs> of dash course. Clash replay. That's what I'm going to title the um, preview game. I'm yeah, actually that's great. I am not going to go full Dr. Seuss without saying that on on the podcast. <laughs> um, that's the only note I have in this game. Uh, how different do you guys think this is going to be compared to? That first game against the Dash. I think you want to... This is super basic and generic. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to sound super soccer smart at all, because it's very obvious. Uh, but I think win. that you want to be the yeah. team to score first and score early. And don't give up three goals. And that. Mm-hmm. Not unless you're prepared to score four. That's true. What's crazy is if this game ends in a tie, it goes straight to PKs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that's gonna true. be fun. I forgot about that. Wow, I'm I'm so excited. I've never photographed penalty kicks, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's so gonna be so great. Oh yeah. There are two things about this game that I'm I'm very nervous and a little uncomfortable about. Um, mm. One is that if we lose, uh, we likely won't see the Royals again until next spring. Um, second is. It's awesome that we've seen a whole ton of players, but I don't feel like I'm a whole ton closer in terms of getting a view of and determining what our best starting 11 is between the end of the first game and the end of the fourth game. Hmm. I still feel like it's obviously, you know, a few pieces, right? Like a rod's best up top, yada, yada, yada but I don't feel like there's a whole ton of solid, like, yes, this is the best option for X. Do either one of you feel that way at all? I'm trying to think about, I feel like I have a little bit of a sense of it. Like definitely Abby, probably Ball, Corsi, maybe Delfava. Like, I don't know about that. Probably low, deep. Like, I, I think I can predict what Craig is going to do, uh-huh. but I don't feel like 
there's a definite like yes this is the best lineup to go with long term if that makes sense hmm. like yeah, I, I guess I, what I guess. i'm trying to say is uh one i'm excited about the roster i still feel like there's a lot of questions uh two i'm sad because soccer could potentially almost be over and this tournament should have been around robin in the first place a full round robin, but yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean who knows? <laughs> I guess I don't have, have more detailed thoughts and like I, I I feel like I kinda have a sense of something close to a starting eleven. Some of it depends on people being healthy, but also there still are five substitutions that doesn't go away. That's true. Um, That's true. But you know the time for experimentation is over. Like this yep. is do or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One little note. I thought it was really awkward, not awkward, but weird. The starting eleven that Craig decided to go to against Chicago, um, mm-hmm. because um, because it's it's like against Chicago, which I feel like was, was out of all those three games, it was like the team the you know the biggest game out of the four because definitely chicago so it was strange and i remember seeing the starting lineup and thinking huh that's interesting what i think is encouraging there is chicago really did play their a squad and the royals probably left at least three or four of their starters of what i would say is their best 11 um yep off that starting 11 mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and they they hung pretty well it's true it's not that's like true. they were blown out of the park yeah that's a good point but had they gone with the stronger 11 this game maybe ends differently I don't know. yeah i mean i i did like this formation i thought it was fun um mm-hmm. But yeah, without a rod in it, without Vero in to start, it's it's super different. Like those are probably the two best players on the team. They have a good connection, and they didn't play together in this game. That really changes things. But I don't even know. I don't really know if it matters that much. That's true because it was like a preseason game. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Roy Dames was. That was him ramping up for the knockout stages, um, knockout rounds. And I think for Craig, that was him giving some rest. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I think, and I think both are fine and have merit uh, because, you know, Dames certainly experimented through the um, preliminary round. Um, But it, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me that, this was not the A squad against Chicago. As long as everyone is mentally ready for facing the dash again. Mm-hmm. It proved that they could defend solidly as a unit with a lot of changes for 85 minutes. And that's yeah. huge, like, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they gotta, they gotta figure out a way to shut down daily though. She yeah. just, she has her number. Yeah. 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 
That's true. Yeah, because honestly, Daly could have had a hat trick on that game if it wasn't for the ref actually pulling out the rule book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the Dash are actually the team that have impressed, I think, the most out of all of the teams. I think each team you can definitely take something from and be like, okay, this is good. This is what you need to work on. But I feel like the Dash may be the most prepared to probably face Carolina Courage. Um, at least I think the strongest team. Um, they're just like, they seem like a very gritty attitude like team. Hmm. And I kind of like that because you need those kind of teams, you know? Um, I feel like that's the swag that like Portland had for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I that kind of, I feel like that's, just from what I've seen, I think the Dash may be up there of like, they're not going to, I don't think, if they are to face North Carolina, I don't think they will be as, you know, oh, it's the mighty North Carolina Courage. Um, which I think with the Courage, there's a lot of mind games because you just know how good they are. Um, but I think it may be that Texas swag that the Dash have that like, no, we're we're going to bring in, <laughs> you Texas know, swag. That's right. Oh. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do think the dash did better than expected. I mean, there's like I'm looking at the standings right now. Mm-hmm. There are two teams where you're like, yeah, that's about right. And then everyone yeah. else is like, oh, that's kind of random. Like Portland mm-hmm. being in last sky blue, not being in last. But like <laughs> you would expect the courage to be in first. You know, Washington was kind of a favorite going into this. I think they've done really well. I've I've been at every one of their games, and they've been really fun to watch. Um, I think they're probably the strongest contender against the Courage, but Spirit. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, oh, what's her name? Got injured though, and that is a real game changer. Andy Sullivan. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, I think yeah. without her, it changes things a lot for them. It does, I think for, sure. for me, Rose Lavelle is one of my favorite players in the in the league. So that's true. Maybe I'm playing some favoritism there. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, I like the spirit. I, I think it would be really cool. I mean, it's it is kind of interesting to see Chicago and Portland kind of towards the bottom. Um. Because you're just not – I mean, if you're talking about playoffs, Dash, Spirit, Rain, Courage, you know, if it was like top four, only make it. Like those are your top four teams. You know? Well, it's crazy that the Rain are in third and they've only scored one goal. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's another thing. I feel like – this tournament is just too small and short, and I understand that it needed to be that way because logistically, you have no idea what's going to happen until you actually get there and you get into the bubble that Deloitte would build. But I would love to see every team play every other team. But you know, one thing that you were saying about you know the spirit and teams like Portland that that's really interesting is that especially as teams like Portland start to, you know, age more and more and we see the expansion draft come in. I I think like the spirit are going to be 
one of those teams that could really challenge North Carolina. They have so much young talent outside of, uh, you know, outside of Sullivan and Lavelle that could be really beneficial long-term. Like, uh, you know, Sam Staub is going to be a potentially a world-class player if the development keeps going in the direction that it's going, you know, just mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see because I really do think that there is going to be sort of a switch where Portland and North Carolina sort of fall from this pedestal and a rotation happens. I just, I, I just hope that we are in that rotation moving upwards, you know, mm-hmm. with the youth. Yeah, for sure. Shall we shift to listener questions? Yeah, do you want to take the reins in this one, Cindy? The rain? Absolutely. Okay, so Merli, Meli, I'm sorry, Meli Palacios, I believe. Um, Vero, by far, is the only one that gives Utah dynamic and plus. Did you Google translate this one? I did. <laughs> Sorry, my neighbor has started like weed whacking, and so I'm trying to mute as much as I can. I was like, "What is Lucas doing?" Um, I I agree. I think Barrow has shown why she is like she's the perfect number ten. I think for Utah, um, and we're seeing. I feel like last year we didn't. She was just not. Not that, of course, we were impressed with her, but I think this is a year where we're actually seeing her used, um, you know, appropriately in that number 10 spot. Um, and her partnership with A-Rod is, has been phenomenal, too, as well. So um, I agree. I, and, I, and I think that's why I was – I why it was, for me, so strange to not see her start on Sunday, which I'm – Obviously so, like fourth game, played so many minutes already. You kind of got to save those teams, those players for your, you know, big quarterfinal game. But, um, yeah, I like Vero. Right? Yes, I also Guys? like Vero. <laughs> it's like, they leave? <sighs> no, I'm here. I just think Lucas died. Oh, I'm okay. here, but my neighbor is literally weed whacking <laughs> right outside my window, so I'm trying to just not say anything. We're almost done. It's fine. Okay. Can you hold up a Listen. sign like in those Taylor Swift music videos? <laughs> no. <laughs> Will you not weed whack now, please? Excuse me, sir. Um. Well, since Lucas is kind of gone, we can talk about him now. Um, Big Daddy Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah, though, I'm with Melly. I'm like, still here, guys. I'm just <laughs> muted. I'm with I'm with Melly. Uh, Vera is so dynamic and so fun, and I cannot mm. get over how fun that free kick was. Mm. <sighs> All right. Oh. Next question Ar- uh, from, from our good friend RJ. Cindy, why have no socks been eaten? 
This is episode 100. Instead of posting a podcast, we should have just posted a video of you eating a sock. Listen, I I think I have been treated very unfairly in this matter. And um, I think it was taken too literal. And I feel like I'm never going to live it down. And I think that's totally unfair. Why do you and... keep making bets saying that you will eat a sock then? And Cindy, you, you don't have it. to. And Cindy, you don't have to actually eat it. Just like take a picture of like a sock in your mouth or something, or yeah, like chew it up and spit it out. You, just, oh. you know, just fake it yeah. till you make it. Fake it, yeah. You know, it's- I am. I am not a woman of my word, obviously. Um, but I also thought I was sharing this in a very safe space. But Lucas sold me out, and I think we need to work on that aspect of... Oh, wait, that came up, like, on Slack, and I tweeted it, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Sorry. In my mind, I was like, she said that on the podcast, but I think (laughs) I might have made public information that should have been... No, 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 no. It was not might have. You did, sir. Who's who's to say? (laughs) Hey, Lucas, it's all your fault. It is. Hey. Okay. So that's why I, <laughs> I, I feel betrayed. Um, and I I feel betrayed by mm-hmm. a good friend of the show. And um, I, I think I, 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 that's all I got. But why have no socks been eaten? I don't know, RJ, because people don't let it go. And uh, this is, I'm rebelling. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it because they're not going to tell me what to do. And it's clearly a joke. And I was sold out. And Lucas is a big meanie. And that's all I got to say. But we'll let Word it go up. if you eat it. <laughs> like, Okay. If if Utah does not win tomorrow, oh my gosh. I you're will. Do- you're doing it again. <laughs> Get back to your weed whacking. Um, <laughs> I think he's done. Okay, great. Okay, fine. I will. If you, what did I say? I feel like I said something to this tournament. If North Carolina wins, I will eat a sock. Okay, I do remember that. So I'm screwed. I'm gonna have to eat a sock because probably North Carolina is gonna win the whole thing. Not if they face uh, Utah in the quarterfinals, semifinals. I don't know. Semifinals. The (laughs) semis. Come on. Why did you have to tweet that? <laughs> okay, you two. You two are on my crap list. Who tweeted what? I haven't. I no. I tweeted Cindy's promise to the world. You did. Oh, man. I was about to, and you beat me to it. <laughs> wow. Cindy, if you eat a sock, I'll also eat a sock. Okay, deal. Oh. Lucas, want to join us? No, absolutely not. That just seems awful. I would never Fine. make a promise like that. If Utah loses, you have to give up your cats for adoption. No. <laughs> oh wait, was that to him or to me? Both of you. No. no. Yeah, that's like you first. You know firsthand the the dangers of over wild cat, too many feral cats. I don't want to contribute to that problem. Yeah. We we were talking about that right before we started the podcast, and you can't just give children away 
two crazy cat daddies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so it's been decided Cindy will eat a sock. Um, sure. So, Alyssa, what were some of your favorite interactions with players or staff? Um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I thought that the Rachel Corsi time zone mix up was just hilarious. Um, when we did the Gunny interview, uh, the she was in the locker room and the phone call kept dropping. Um, and you could tell that she was getting really irritated, but she was just like so patient with it and just kept going. Uh, that was really, really funny. And I was freaking out because uh, it was before we were using any software or anything. And so I was just calling her cell phone um, mm-hmm. and the call just kept failing midway through and it was super embarrassing. Uh, mm. Every interaction I've had with Scott Parkinson has been great. The stuff he did with Ryan is fantastic interaction. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we talked about this a lot. Um, I loved my in-person interaction with Lola Bonta anytime I've seen her in person. Cause we, I've not had a conversation with her where we have not talked crap on Katie Stengel. Mm. And that's been kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot there's a lot what are some of y'all's favorite interactions yeah i i might no i'm i am on oh man in person like not on the show does it have to be on the show it could be either i think okay so this was last year let me tell you it was last year i was on the sideline taking photos it was like post game uh, and then Kristen Press, sweet, adorable Kristen Press, says, hey, can you take a picture of me and my dad? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I played it cool because, you know, I have to be cool. But deep you down, I was like, like ah! you like, yeah, for $20. <laughs> Just see what you would have done. Okay. N- next time some – okay, Mr. Big Talker, let's see what you say. I feel like you fangirl every time a player uses your photo. I do. Um, I so do. <laughs> uh, Zara King's profile picture right now. One of my <gasps> photos. Wow. See, fangirling. Yeah. So that was like my favorite interaction because it's obviously Kristen Press. And and um, yeah, so that was a good one. It was another one. Um, when... Um, Becky looked over at me. I was like, ah! Uh, <laughs> Becky looked over at me. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other context to that? Yeah, she just glanced over and looked at me, and I was like, ah! That was it. <laughs> did time slow down, and you just sort of, like, smile at one another? I, I did. I was like, oh, That's awesome. like birds were flying. Did she the whole soundlessly- world just did she soundlessly mouth eat a sock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becky Sauerbrunn soundlessly mouths eat a sock at Sarah. I feel okay, like so Becky would stand up for me. If we're talking about Becky, I will say I don't get nervous around a lot of players, but I really, it was right when they got back from the World Cup and there was a press conference with Becky and Kelly. And I really wanted to ask them about their opinion on the gold shorts versus the the blue shorts when back when the um, mm. home jersey was gold 
and mm-hmm. I felt too nervous. And so I didn't. Uh, uh. And it was like before the press conference started. But then like she was in the parking lot at the same time I was. And so mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Becky, do you mind if I ask you like, which one do you like more? <laughs> and she's like, oh, blue shorts for sure. And, uh, and she's <laughs> like, we only wear the gold shorts when we play the rain because of like a league requirement. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was just super chill and down to earth. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's a two-time World Cup winner, a gold cup, gold medalist or gold. Yeah. Gold medalist. Mm. And uh, I thought that was fun. Mm. Yeah. Becky. Miss her. Yeah. The one that got away. <laughs> Indeed. <sighs> anyway. Uh, um, Another favorite interaction with mine is at games. Cause I sit in the courts so or right behind the goal. Uh, sometimes Jason, sometimes Jason Batty would come over and just chat with us. That was always mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, so nice, so cool. Um, yeah. Any embarrassing one? Oh, Lucas kind of shared an embarrassing one. Lucas, you must have so many because you're just so well networked. Yeah, I feel like people are using your photos all the time, and you just know everybody. He's such a big deal. I I think he's here. There aren't many people photographing the games that (laughs) like super big and copywriting photos, like the Mm. ISI guys and stuff. Um, And so I think like I just like I post more to social media, so I think players see it more. That's true. Man. You're gonna be famous. Um, so many famous sports photographers out there. There's no easier way to climb that, uh, you know, that ladder I, of fame. To be fair, yeah. I could not tell you a single famous sports photographer other than Lucas Muller and Cindy and Nikita, Crypto Banana, and Roscoe. Okay, but but like lucas for real man like you're really good you're really really good and so are you cindy oh thanks hashtag blessed um yeah so captain a-rod is the mvp i think she should have been captain the entire time you know i was listening to a-rod and that uh interview with kickback with what's his name Natum. Okay, yeah. Who's really cool. He's really funny. Um, and I was thinking, I'm like, you know, she because she was talking about this is like her first time being like a captain um for a club team. Like she's never been like and I'm like, honestly, she should have been captain for the whole entire time. I get why they pick national team players as captains, but considering that they're gone often, they really shouldn't get that honor because they're gone most of the time and i think yeah i agree i think i think a rush should have been mvp the um captain the whole entire time over becky yeah yeah okay okay i see it i see it i i had to process for a second what you were thinking because it was like oh. how dare you go against Becky? <laughs> and like, yeah okay i see it it's kicked in now it, it's this is like my logic this this fangirl cindy fangirl cindy would be like no becky must be captain forever for the rest of the life there will never be another great player like becky that's fangirl cindy 
And then there's logical seeing you that's like, okay, well, yeah, no. You know, like, Becky's great. She's a great player. Um, but she's also a national team player who is gone a majority of the time. Um, and you need players who are with the club 100% of the time. That's all. Oh, my gosh. Lucas, I'm just now seeing your message. Hey, try not to call on me because the steamer is literally weed whacking right outside the window. <sighs> Who's apparently done. Um, Amanda says, technical level given the pandemic, a lack of practice ties impressive. Uh, what? I'm very bad at writing. Um, yeah. Amanda, you're awesome. She wrote this super long novel. Um, and it would be really, really oh. hard to, uh, like, read out the entire novel. Um, and so I, I, I suck at summarizing. Um, but so Amanda basically just had to say that uh, the technical level is pretty impressive, given that they didn't have a lot of practices. They didn't really have any preseason. Um, and so it's, it's just really good. Um, Amanda also was really excited to see the rookies and the new players. I'm with her on that. I think it's really, really fun. Uh, especially just to, especially the fun thing about getting new players is to see what they can do. And I love that. And I feel like there are some players who like, you know, they have it, but either they've been injured or they didn't get a whole ton of minutes. And I think like Brittany Ratcliffe, is one of those players for me because yeah she's been rostered the entire time but she really didn't get a whole ton of minutes uh, mm. her first year and obviously her second year she was gone and so it's really cool to see someone who you know puts in a lot of the work and that pay off for them and you know do all the things and it is kind of like like a new player so i'm definitely with that um defense is kind of a weakness we've talked about that a little bit um Weber has a bit to work on was another comment that she had. For sure. I agree. I agree. I think we're seeing um, technical, like how technical this team can be under Craig. And also like, I've been impressed with their passing. Um, yeah. I think they've made some really, really just noticing their passes where They've actually been pretty solid. You know, kind of reminds me a little bit of Spain with Tiki Taka. Yes. Yeah. I was like, whoa, they're like quick passing there. Okay, there we go. Oh, they're up. It's like, whoa, Tiki Taka. That's like my favorite word to say. This just sounds so cool. It's a really fun word. Tiki Taka. Tiki Taka. Yeah. Did we just reach the end guys we've been going for so long wow i feel like we have been going for so long yeah. because we have been going for so long wow if people listen Epis to 100 episodes they can they can put up with an, an hour and a half episode i think it's true yeah yeah it's true um on a closing note though seriously uh and i'm a very sentimental person as a lot of y'all can tell and sometimes it's too much um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hold on hold on hold on a second Hold on just a second. Okay. Hold on just one moment. All right. Here we go. Okay. Go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Cindy, you kill me sometimes. 
At least it wasn't the same song as before. Oh, <laughs> uh, you I'll give you that one. Oh man. Yeah. Um please keep playing it. I, I I thought you were gonna stop, but the more you're doing it, the more I'm realizing that I'm liking this. Um but yes, yeah, so I'm a very sentimental person and a lot of uh time, money, and energy has has gone into this podcast and really it's worth it because we have a club and we love the club and there's a lot of awesome people who listen to the show and interact with us and it's it's really built a oh my god Sydney um, <laughs> um, no, it's been an incredible community and so thank you for coming along for the ride and hopefully here's to a hundred more oh uh, yeah I think we can yeah. I think we can hit two hundred. We can. I think so. Two years from now. We'll see what if the we all virus does. Yeah, it's like we gotta survive oh COVID. We gotta survive an election. We gotta survive those two big things. I think if we can survive those two, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I appreciate you too. Do you guys have any uh concluding thoughts? Yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Um, I was really nervous to be a part of it at the beginning because I was like, I have no idea who these guys are. Um, <laughs> but I've enjoyed just um, getting to know you guys and meeting you and sharing like um, passion for this game and, and your dedication. And I think that's what I'm most in awe is of is like um, your dedication for the club, for – you know, just two RSL guys. Um, I don't know how much you guys had to or like watch f- from an NW- NWSL perspective before you talk at a team, but um, it's really cool just watching you guys embrace like the NWSL and um, and and really making it like a part of like your life and coverage and the time you give to it. So been really appreciative of you guys and soapbox and yeah it's been a lot of fun i enjoy you know you get off work and you're like oh okay but i have something forward to, i have something to look forward to um chatting to two cool guys about soccer and utah and it's a lot of fun and i enjoy it the shenanigans even even if it includes making fun of me over a sock whatever um but yeah it's super fun and i ditto everything virtual said so good job guys it's it's a good little team we have and i'm i appreciate you both a lot yeah i i definitely echo both of what both of you said like it's been i wasn't around in the beginning um I think largely because I wasn't very familiar with the league and I it's mm. kind of intimidating to, you know, talk about a league you hadn't really followed closely. I mm-hmm. would a little bit before, but not super close. Um, but I've like, yeah, love, like I said earlier, it feels like we're just kind of hanging out and chatting soccer, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, really like that. It feels like we're a part of something that helps helps the game helps grow the game in utah helps grow the women's game like at least in some small way um and it's just it's been really fun for me personally you know the opportunities it's afforded the people i've gotten to meet and talk to um 
mm-hmm. have been just everyone's been phenomenal and so mm-hmm. feel super grateful and honored to have been a part of this mm-hmm. yeah good stuff good stuff is that all we got <laughs> that's all i've got that's all we got that's all we got yeah thanks for listening take care be safe make sure you vote in november (laughs) (laughs) and don't forget to vote (laughs) don't forget to vote and don't forget to watch the game tomorrow and wear masks and wear masks and wash your hands and recycle yeah (laughs) sorry and (laughs) what else well what are the life advice we got um go to bed early it's good to sleep Get to about seven to eight hours is good. It's always important to charge your phone. Don't forget to do that. <laughs> That's very true. Um, wear a helmet when you ride your bike. Yes. yes. Other protection items. <laughs> like knee pads and chin guards. Yes. Yes, like those. Did you meant? <laughs> and on that note, uh, should we say goodbye? Goodbye. All right. See you guys. Bye.